0: Welcome to the Advisor Arena podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Advisor Arena. This is Jamie Malm, and I know I promised you last week that Josh should be back, but frankly, I lied. So fingers crossed that he's able to join us on the next episode. We're still having some technical difficulties, but we've got some great content that he and I have really spent some time going over. We've gathered feedback from some of, not only your most successful peers and other advisors and have content and information to share from them, but I reached out to some of the most successful people I know just in business in general, and have their direct feedback to share with you today. So thank you for joining. We're going to talk today about how you grow your business. So growing a business. Obviously, there's no lack of resources on this topic, and you could spend the rest of your life researching all the ways and in which you can effectively grow a business. But I'm going to share with you the things that I know work in our industry and I know they work because I've just seen advisors be able to duplicate this process again and again and again and if you have listened to any of the million dollar minds episodes that Rami and Mark put together as part of that mini docuseries you will hear them talk about really the mindset that they initially had when they were first in business, which was um, kind of a scarcity mindset. It was the fear of an expense of another person. And that mindset right there is really tough to overcome initially as you're looking at growth, because it does feel like an expense. Can I afford to bring on a partner or an assistant or another agent, somebody that is initially going to cost money. And if you view it as an expense, then it's never going to feel like the right time. You really have to shift that mindset from one of scarcity to abundance and think, if I am able to hire this person, what kind of opportunities does that open up for me? Now it's no longer an expense, but it's an investment and rami tells this story that i've heard him tell several times but the first time i heard it was only a couple of years ago and he was at our annual summit meeting and just as an impromptu he said i want to share something with with those of you that are sitting here maybe doing 5 million 10 million 15 million an annual premium i was in your shoes not very long ago i sat here doing less than 10 million dollars a year I watch people walk on stage and get awards for doing, you know, double what I was doing, 20 million, 25 million, 30 million. And he shared that he was just baffled at those numbers. He thought, there's no way. How is one person doing that amount of premium in a year? It's just, it's not possible. I I don't see what I could be doing differently. And shortly after sitting in that meeting, having that feeling, he asked Chuck Lucius, who of course is the owner and founder of Gradient to come to his office to share some insight and his knowledge into how to grow a business. And he said he will never forget the, you know, the lessons that Chuck taught him and what he said to them, which boiled down to you can't be a one man show forever. You have to be able to duplicate yourself if you want to see that kind of Growth. So when he made the decision to hire somebody to help him grow, it made all the difference in the world. He's now gathering a hundred million in new assets every year and doing it repeatedly. So it it does work. I'm sure you have other examples in your mind. I can think of another advisor that came to us um, really struggling to break through the three million dollar mark and he now is doing consistently over 20 million just a few short years later but he would tell you it it feels like a very small difference in all the things that you're doing and how hard you're working when you're doing 3 million versus 25 million because you can't you physically emotionally mentally can't take on any more work you will you will max yourself out at a certain point and the only way to break through that ceiling and grow beyond that, is to duplicate yourself. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. There are three main topics that we're going to zero in on, on things that you have to be clear on. Before you go higher, before you bring somebody on for the growth of your business, we're gonna talk about delegation, feedback, and alignment. So three things that we're gonna really zero in on as far as the growth of your business. So first things first, delegation. I think it goes without saying, but the things that come first with delegation should be the stuff that you simply aren't good at or you're not proficient at Okay, the stuff that you just feel like it drags you down and you are you're just dreading doing those activities. Get rid of that stuff first. Next, this one's a little harder. Get rid of the stuff you like doing, but you aren't proficient at. okay. If you're not great at creating content or design or marketing, you may like it, but if you're not proficient at it, it's a distraction. Okay? In our operations university, we talk about time, talent, and treasures. Who is the best person for the job? Number one, who has the time? Number two, who has the talent? And number three, who treasures that activity? You might treasure it, but you don't have the time or the talent. Okay, so Think about who is best to do each of your tasks. And this is a little easier than it sounds. You can actually just write out the things that are that you are responsible for, the things that take up time during your day, and then you can start to categorize them. What are you really good at? What are the high-level activities that really make you money? And what are the things that you enjoy doing but really may be serving as a distraction because they're not really the money-making activities that you're best at, okay? And then finally, when you delegate, so when you have somebody in place to delegate to, think about the levels of delegation. Do you want it all to come back to you for approval? Because that could create a bottleneck. Or do you want them to just take it to done? Maybe it's somewhere in between. Be really clear on what your expectations are Because if you start delegating and they want to come back to you with every decision that needs to be made, that may not help you. That may not be actually taking anything off your plate. You also may not be ready to just give them free reign to say, I don't care how you do this or what the content looks like. I trust your judgment. Um, There are levels of delegation and you need to be really clear on your expectations. So whomever you're delegating that to knows how much freedom empowerment they have to see that task through. Okay, the second item that I want to share, and this is something that comes up again and again and again, and people really struggle with this. It is feedback, both giving and receiving feedback. And if you don't get good at this, you won't be happy with your team and they won't be happy with you if you can't give them feedback, both positive and negative when need be, and you can't take the same from them, it is going to be extremely frustrating. And this is where most people get stuck with a team. They get busy putting their head down, doing their work, doing their own thing, and they just want everything to run on autopilot. And that's not really how this goes Um, you you know you do have to be a leader you do have to show up for your team and you have to be willing to have some crucial conversations which leads me to three resources I'm going to give you one by the same name crucial conversations by Stephen Covey if you have not read that it's an oldie but a goodie I would start there one of the other items that I love is dare to lead by Brene Brown And the third resource I would give you is the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. I asked some of the most successful business leaders, owners, entrepreneurs that I know about these crucial conversations and feedback and really what they struggled with. And time and time again, I heard the same thing, which was, this was really, really hard for me in the beginning. And as I practiced, as I was intentional, as I sought out resources, as I sought out mentors in this, I got better. So I want to share just a couple of examples of things that they brought to me that said, hey, this was really hard. This, this helped kind of turn things around for me in the way that I give feedback. And I hope it's helpful for you. So first example comes from a business owner. Um, before he was a business owner, he was an employee and he was interacting with a client and the client was very upset. And the employee uh, was trying to appease him, was trying to you know, make him feel understood and appreciated. And yes, we're sorry, um, but it was the, Customer, actually, that was in the wrong. He he wasn't correct, um, but in the in the mind of this employee, he thought, well, the client, you know, customer's always right. I I can't say anything that would go against that. And when he got off that phone call, the owner of that business came over and gave immediate feedback and said, hey, let's talk through that. I only heard one side of the conversation, but tell me how that how that went. They immediately role played it. The owner of the business said, here's what I'm fearful is going to happen. We let him hang up that call with you thinking this will never happen again. This was our big mistake. This is something that we need to apologize for. And that's actually the wrong takeaway from this. This could happen again. It wasn't really a mistake. This is something that we need to set realistic expectations for. And that employee called him right back and said, you know i i want to clear the air here i don't feel like i handled that the best and it set up a relationship that has been in place for years and is so much better than it could have been his takeaway from that was immediate feedback he said if if that business owner would have come to him the next morning or a day later or a week later or god forbid waited until like you know, an annual review and use it as an example that would have been lost on him. You know, he may or may not remembered exactly what how it went. They wouldn't have been able to tack through and role play the conversation. So, takeaway number one would be immediate feedback. Okay, another story, and this will be short, I promise. But sometimes it hurts, right? It hurts our feelings. We don't want to be mean to people. We don't want to you know, upset them, we don't want them to feel discouraged or disappointed. And certainly that can happen. We're human. You know, we can feel crushed a little bit if we feel like we're doing a great job. And the feedback we get is that, hey, maybe that wasn't so good. I think the feedback here, excuse me, I think the takeaway here on this kind of feedback on both sides is, and we've always heard about the sandwich, you know, sandwich sandwich the bad with something good, Great advice, but we all know when that's being done to us. And if you are the person receiving the tough feedback, there comes a time when you really have to take a look and say, "Okay, what what do I need to take away from that? It could be a very humbling moment. But if you're willing to show up the next day to dig in, to work hard, cheer the loudest, to. Love the biggest. That's the feedback that I got from this CEO. Said that that was my experience. You know, I thought that I was a lot better than I was. And looking back on it, the feedback was correct, but it was hard to take. It was hard for me to step back and really see myself through more experienced eyes. And if you're able to give that kind of feedback, great. You also want to know how to receive that kind of feedback. And sometimes it comes from the bottom up. And it's hard to take when you're the owner of the business, maybe getting feedback that this is how this feels or this is my perception. Don't get defensive. Don't blow it off. Take a moment. Be willing to be humbled and say, is this a learning opportunity for me? And if it is, am I willing to show up the next day to dig in to get better and make this a better situation. So feedback, be willing to give it, be willing to receive it. And if you feel like this is an area that you struggle with, I would search out those three resources. Finally, alignment. And this is something that I really hadn't given much thought to, um, because I, if you would have asked me, I would have said, well, alignment is agreement and as I have gone through some of my own business coaching, one of the things that really stuck out is you and your team don't always have to agree, but you do have to be aligned. So you have to be willing to have open communication, to allow others to share their opinion, to give input into how something that should be done. Ultimately, if it's your company, it's your choice, and you may not take their suggestions, but they need to feel as if they, they have a voice that you're willing to hear them. And if for some reason you're not in agreement on how to get the job done, you leave all very comfortable knowing, we are though in alignment. We're in alignment with what needs to happen. We just disagree a bit on how to get there, but this is the way that we're going. That is a much better feeling than barking down orders saying this is the way it's going to be because I said this is the way it was going to be. I'm not taking any feedback. You don't have better ideas than me. I know what's right and this is what we're going to run with. That's not the way to get people to follow you. People will follow when they feel like I have a voice. I know what our end goal is. We're in alignment. I hope we agree. We won't always agree, but I've got a voice. Okay. So my suggestion, if you're trying to grow a business and you're a little fearful of expanding, maybe it's your first hire, maybe it's your fifth hire, maybe you're thinking of promoting within, but you really need to get good at these three things, delegation, giving and receiving feedback, and really focusing on alignment, not always agreement. So start small. Think about the people that are best suited for the task. Don't shy away from the tough conversations and make sure that everybody is on the same page. Communication goes both ways and successful people create successful teams. It's not always just about you. It doesn't fall all on your shoulders, but look at your structure. Think about where you wanna be three years from now and hire today for the business you're going to need in the structure that's how you get growth if you want some specific tools and resources to go through this we have this it's part of our operations you platform um, there are different levels of this that you can participate in so if this is an area where you think i really need somebody to zero in and help create a structure here and help me through these next steps we can do that just go to theadvisorarena.com go to the contact page shoot us an email um, we're, we're happy to help. So as always, thank you for joining today. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next time.